Welcome in, everybody. It's time to be the 18th podcast to do a 2022-23 preview. But we're keeping our stuff to the Pacific Division because that's all that matters. I'm having a nightmare right now. Give me a second. This is like the worst thing ever. Are you kidding me with this? Somehow, some way, we have the uh, broadcast looped in. (laughs) Dude, this is horrible. (laughs) I can't can't find the goddamn tab that has the sharks, uh, the YouTube open. Uh Oh. Up, found it. Thank God. Dude, that would have been horrible. <laughs> oh, thank you, God. Okay, anyway, sorry for that. Wow, did that suck. Okay, welcome to the Pucknologist here on the ub 2 b Teal Town, USA, rocking and rolling as always. Uh, we're on social, people, so hit it up. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know what it is. So I'm not going to bore you with it. Let's talk about fun stuff. Ian jumping in for the jerk man. What up, Ian? Uh, yeah, not much. As as you can see, clearly not the hockey jerk, but also a jerk. So I, I think I'll be fine. <laughs> we'll get it one way or the other. It's fine. All right. Um, here we go. Let's uh, crack open a cold one. This could this could go a while. This could go a while. Uh, we're gonna get into the Pacific Division in a moment, but hey, some things have happened over this last week. There's a nice rookie tournament happening. We got some jerseys finally. Uh, well, <laughs> they were leaked and then they were shown off and blah, 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 blah. But we finally seen them on the ice. Uh, Jumbo's back in the Bay. And there's this guy that used to play for the Sharks named Evander Kane. And I think, uh, that's finally complete. Um, so, all right, let's just find Is it though? <laughs> Is You're it? right. You're right. When's the first game that the, uh, Oilers play? San Jose? Uh, all right. So all in on the jerseys. What's your final take here? Yeah um, yeah. I this I've like I I've always been like pro sweaters. The sweaters themselves are fine. I like them. I would buy both of them if I was not in poor Ian season. Um, yeah, I love the sweaters themselves. The the old teal, I I it, I don't love it, right? Which and I and I understand the irony in that. And I know because we talked about this on TTG, and I did get a comment like these this is team teal, and these guys aren't even thinking. I I get the irony there, man. Like this this is a guy who used to come on here and just swear for a half an hour when this is more when we use more swear words than real words <laughs> about the sharks wearing black in the playoffs yes. so i appreciate the irony of me being angry that there's too much teal um i don't know it might grow on like i i reserve the right to have it grow on me but right now i'm just i don't love it i don't hate it i don't hate it as much as i thought i would but i don't love it and, you know, also in the comments on the last video, people are talking about how, like, the Red Wings, they wear all red and no one seems to give a damn. And, and, but they've done that forever, right? Yeah. So like I, I, I wonder more. if you – so I wonder if, that like, by the end of the season, will I will it grow on me? It might. Um, but the jerseys themselves are fine. I love the jerseys. Yeah. I, w- I would have made a slight modification. But, uh, yeah, the, the top-to-bottom kit with the teal lid, teal gloves, teal breezers – uh, a surprise they don't have teal skates. Um, but the, the top to bottom, 
it's I think it's a little much. It might grow on me, but is this like the new thing for the NHL? I mean, we saw Colorado go to blue mm-hmm. pants and blue lids, and there's the C3PO look in Vegas and the chromatic ones in LA. And that's the LA. thing. Like, we, the Sharks didn't get like a chrome teal helmet, so there's that. Yeah, a little muted. Right. I don't like it could be worse. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't love it, but I 100% acknowledge it could be worse. We could have stupid chrome, teal, chrome helmets. Yeah. See, I, I look at it here and I'm thinking I like it better with the black. I think the black breaks it up. Now, I don't mind the teal uh, breezers and gloves on the away because it offers that contrast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, then I think it works, but I don't know. I think I feel like the, oh, I love I love the like I love the road setup. Yeah, love it. But the one thing I would have done, and this is just me, but we've seen these in the wild now, and somebody on Photoshop said, "Well, what if it looked more like the original one?" And they added in the gray. I got to tell you, I really like that. Yeah, I. Look at again. I, I said this last show. I live in the world that is. So, I mean, yeah. Would would the gray be nice for sure? Um, is it a deal breaker for me? No. Yeah. And again, um, let's and, let's see. And, the, and the another real thing ones. too is like the the whites. Like I think the whites. I think the sharks have one of the nicest white sweaters in the league. And I'm not even a white sweater guy for the most part. <laughs> and then somebody else here on Twitter uh, did a mock up of like, well, what if you had black mitts, black lid, black pants. I I don't hate the top to bottom teal. I just think the black would be a, a little more classic, but I do like the fact that the Sharks have kind of, there's like a nod to the past with the new yeah. design, but it's also forward. And remember, these jerseys are called Evolve. These, this might be the look for this year, and they might make it a little twist for next year, or maybe the Who year knows? after that once... Whoever's taking for Adidas starts up things. We don't know, but yeah, yeah. Uh, and the one great thing that we're aware of so far is there doesn't appear that there will be any advertisement patches on the jersey this coming season. So that 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 might change. Someone wants to come in and throw a you know truck pile of money. But you know, it's funny because um, that the Sharks aren't going to have any ads on their sweaters because really, like. The Barracuda, the original Barracuda sweaters, like that's where this all started. Remember when the Barracuda sweaters came out, like the with the Barracuda logo in the background, just so cleverly in the logo. <laughs> yeah, Shark started this nonsense. That's <laughs> true, but I will say, the new Cuda sweaters. I'm not a big fan of the black one, and that's mostly has to do with the word mark. Yeah, I don't like word marks. Yeah, but the ice and steel versions, dude, home run steel for me. Is... Chef's kiss. Yeah. They, they, they hit it out of the park with that. I was, uh, to be honest, I was kind of hoping um, during the rookie tournament that they might, I don't know, play a game in these or something like that. But it's like, nah, you got to save it for the home opener. I get oh, no, I'm not. I well, and that too, like the other teams also, like you're in, in the rookie tournament, right? Like, you're representing the, 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 the big club. Mm-hmm. Regard, like, so it'd be really, it'd be really dumb. It'd be just kind of amateur hour to throw on Barracuda sweaters to go play the Anaheim Ducks or the LA Kings or the Colorado. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. But it's just cause I really want to see. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So do I. Uh, I really like, yeah, I really like that gray one. And Ugh. I did not like the, the reverse retro for the gray. Yeah. 
Um, let's see here. Scott D says, Discord says your invite is invalid. Uh, I saw you already put it, but uh, yeah. At hockey underscore jerk, he is the gatekeeper. He will hook you up. Uh, but wanted to get that out there. So let's talk about the uh, rookie tournament day one. We saw, I'm not going to get into the other ones because I really don't give a shit. Uh, mm. Day one, it's a 3-2. That's good because I didn't see the other games. I just saw the Sharks play. 3-2 uh, overtime win over Anaheim. We got William Eklund scoring 32 seconds into the overtime period. Eklund posting two goals and an assist. Bordelow within a goal and two assists. So basically the two guys that were most impressive for the Sharks last year, of course, have three-point games. Um, and a really good yeah. game by uh, Strassman and uh, Man and Net. 35 of 37. Nice. I was yeah. a little, little surprised they gave up that many shots, but hey, Strauss looked good. Uh, a couple of other guys coming in, Merkley with an assist, uh, Kinyajev with an assist, and uh, to Kevin Lacey, Chagrin, Chichek with an assist. Yeah. <laughs> and then to make matters worse, for day two, Chichek, I believe, captained the Sharks, which made Lacey take a long walk off the short pier, maybe? <laughs> Why does he hate Chichek? We have to get into he that doesn't. later. He doesn't. This is, this is the thing. He doesn't. Um, it's just, it's become a, it's become a gag. He doesn't hate G-Tech. He just, um, he just doesn't understand the fandom's pull. Like just, he doesn't understand why the fandom is so all over G-Tech. Like he thinks he's a, he's a good player and he's a good guy, but he's, is he a future Sharks defenseman? I don't know. Uh, and I don't, I, I, I mean, I should let Kevin speak for himself, obviously. Yeah. But, oh, um, a little too much uh, praise. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think that's all it is. Like, I, I don't he, I, I, and I think it's just this whole thing is kind of just taking a life of its own now, and it's never going away. <laughs> uh, let's get a couple of comments in. Our buddy Chester, I love the teal setup. We're team teal. Damn it, we've already done the black pants and helmet. It's boring. We need a new look. Fair point. Fair yeah, point. I, let's again, see. Right? Let's see if this impacts other teams. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, let's see, uh, Chester saying, you know, the advertisement for the Sharks jerseys has to be Teal Town USA, right? Let's get the GoFundMe going. Absolutely. Cool. <laughs> you know, bankrupt the podcast? Yeah, we, we, oh, we'll, we'll try. Man. Uh, Treybone asking, any ideas on who's going to take over for Adidas when it comes to making the sweaters? And I should note, you put on here next year, it's actually after the next two seasons. Correct. So, um, it's, you know... It, could it be Nike because they're already doing the other big three? Sure. Could it be Fanatics because they monopolize everything? Perhaps. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, CCM because they're already doing. The I think A. will be in there. I think, like, I, again, we were talking. We talked about this last show, and I, I put my money on Nike. I can see that just because they're already in bed with the other three leagues. Um, it's all about market share. So I think Nike, it would be a big play for them. Uh, but CCM, I think we'll try and we'll try and get in the mix because, uh, they do have like a lot of other leagues use CCM, but it'll be interesting to see, um, if they can get the NHL contract. I, my money's on Nike. See, and I like the Nike Jersey that I have from back in like, I don't know, 99 or 2000 or whatever mm -hmm. it is. It's nice. I like it. Uh, hopefully, you know, Nike's kind of down, you know, the quality's gone down a little bit over the last couple of decades, but hopefully the NHL can hold them accountable. If it's Fanatics, hey, uh, now I don't have to worry about ever buying another New Jersey ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens. I mean, like, again, I, I think it'll be, it'll be interesting for sure. All right. Um, day two, the Sharks 
It's a 5-1 victory over Colorado. Tristan Robbins with a couple goals. You got Co throwing up a couple assists. Uh, Giryev with a game winner, and Bo Pitt would save 28 of 29. Yeah. Um, I mean, just... I thought Bo Pitt was really good. Uh, I want to start with Bo Pitt first. I thought he played really, really well. When the Sharks drafted Bo Pitt, and I, did, I said this on Twitter, so if you follow me on Twitter, I'm going to repeat myself. You'll have to forgive me, but... Um, Bopit was the guy when the Sharks drafted him, I scratched my head and said, what? And now, now granted, this is just based on me. I kind of look, you know, the first thing you do when the Sharks draft a guy is you go and look at their numbers and you're, and if you look at Bopit's numbers in the WHL last year, they are not good. Um, so it was a very, a head scratching thing for me. So I was really curious to see how he would hold up, not only in the, the scrimmage thing that we had a while back, but, uh, last night, I thought last night, you know, um, probably would have finished the shutout if the Sharks didn't tr- keep trying to test the capacity limit of the penalty boxes in Texier. <laughs> what? They, they just say, hey, is this structurally sound? Let's find I, out. They, they tr- I mean, they, they they filled it up a few times. So, um, yeah, no, I, I was really impressed uh, with Bo Pitt, and I'm curious to see what he does in the WHL this season. Uh, maybe, you know, because a guy, a, a guy who I'm really high on, Ben Gaudreau, kind of had similar numbers when he was drafted, albeit on, on a really, really bad uh, Sarnia team. So, And I thought his numbers last year were pretty good, again, considering the team that he plays for Sarnia is not that good. Um, so I, I'm curious to see what Bo Pitt does this year in, in the Western Hockey League. But I thought he handled himself really well um Bo Pitt backed up man day one um Gaudreau backed up day two so do you think the smart money is to see Gaudreau for uh, tomorrow yeah I think Gaudreau's probably going to get a start because look at Gaudreau's going back to junior um so I think if you want to give him an opportunity to see what he has right now um I think it makes more sense to give him the net I think you know getting getting stressed man in there like the one thing that so far, I think this thing has been a, a huge success for the Sharks. Not only because obviously winning's fun, right? But I think that's what they tell me. It's been a while. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I I think this has been a real big success for the Sharks because you've seen a lot of guys that are you're going to hear a lot. You you've seen a lot of guys getting goals that you're going to hear a lot of you know on the call from Nick Nolenberger this season. Um, and so obviously like a lot of the guys that are advertised to be the guys that are, you know, going to make this Barracuda team exciting again, they've all performed really well. Stress man included in the first game. I think, you know, the one thing, look at the Barracuda defense last year was really bad. Um, the sharks basically pillaged their blue line and they basically, if, if you could hold a stick, you could play on the Barracuda blue line last year. And I don't put it all on the goaltending, but the goaltending last year wasn't good. So to have, a guy like stress man coming in and, and to have that stability and goal, like, like the Barracuda desperately need that. Cause the last two years has not been, it's not been a good time to be a Barracuda goaltender for the last two years. Well, Sachenko is he still part of the system or did he, he did he get moved? He, um, where did he go? Uh, he's gone. Yeah. yeah. I thought, and, but Emond is still around, isn't he? In some way, shape or form. <laughs> Yeah, but Zachary Emond Wichita? sucks. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> Zachary Eman, like I don't have much. He's gonna get loaned to Orlando. Anything. I think uh, no, we have mm-hmm. a we we do have a an ECHL affiliate, and I imagine that's where he will live. All right, uh, go Wichita. <laughs> I suppose whatever. Uh, Alex saying, uh, Bo Pitt got a small case of the Staylocks. Needs to stay in his net. 
Yep. Yeah. He did. Uh, he did go on a nice little wander <laughs> yesterday <laughs> and he, and he, and he did get a little lucky there, but, um, but yeah, but overall, like I thought he had a really good game. Oh man. Um, is Matthew Phipps saying Sachenko's in Carolina now? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Trey bone. Oh, I should notice the Trey bone going. Why can't the giants get a damn hit with men on base? Okay. First off, this is a sharks podcast. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> no. So yeah, neither of us have an idea, but, uh, yeah, for all of you, uh, with the giants currently playing the Dodgers right now, plus the bears and the Packers are playing the elite football game. Thank you for coming in and, and shunning those sports for the real sport. That's what right. we're here for. So, uh, I mean, two wins, one, of course, in overtime. The names that you're hoping to impress the most, Eklund, Bortolo, Robbins, Co. Um, didn't even Gushkin get in there at some yeah, point? Yeah, Gushkin got a goal. I thought yeah. Gush, Gushkin looked really, really good last night. I wasn't impressed with him in the first game. I was like, Gushkin's a guy who I think, he's like my he's the guy that I'm really excited for, for the Barracuda. Not cause I think he's going to be like the best player on there, but I think he's, he does. I think he's going to be a fun player to watch. I think there's definitely things in his game that he's going to have to work on. I think he likes to still do a lot of things on his own, which you can get away with that sometimes, but not, you can get away with it in, in a game like this. Like we watched Merkley go end to end and, and, you know, in the rookie, and you can get away with that in, in a rookie game, like in NHL games. I don't know how well that's going to work out for him. So I think the only thing I have really any concern with Gucci game is he does try a lot to do a lot on his own. And I think um, that's going to be something that's going to be interesting to see how that develops the Barracuda this year. Well, he did do a lot in the last game, uh, two mm-hmm. goals, yeah, two no, goals and an assist. Great. Yeah, so. he was great. Um, Jumbo. Made made himself known <laughs> at the uh, at the tank. I'm surprised you didn't see Patty there as well. Uh, evidently, Dan Boyle's been doing a little skating with the boys over this last week, and uh, I don't know, maybe just a little uh, hanging out. You know, they've said it a bajillion times, right? Like they're going to drag Joe Thornton kicking and screaming off the ice, whether no matter what it is, if he comes in as a as a coach or an advisor or whatever, like that's his workout, man. He just wants to come in and skate. So I think Marlo is coaching his son's oh, kid in Florida, team. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sure we'll be back eventually. <laughs> um, finally, before we get into the whole Pacific division preview thing, um, Evander Kane in the shark settlement has finally happened. Why this took so fucking long. I'll have no idea, but I got to tell you, <clears throat> I'm, I'm real happy with this. You know, yeah. the, the, cap, the cap penalty is retroactively applied to last year. You you pay him a couple mil and you never have to worry about this shit again. And he's, he's made whole. This is the weird thing. I was under the impression okay. that these were his deal with Edmonton firewalled completely separate from the sharks or whatever. And it seems like this settlement was just kind of like, well, you were getting 19 and they signed you for this and we're just going to like pay you the, the balance and that's it. And I'm like, Okay, so, how how is that not a win for San Jose? Okay, so so let's go back to the let's go back to the start there. The the thing here is that obviously like if it, if this went to the arbitrator, if the arbitrator was the one that made the decision either for or against the Sharks, then it would have been like the situation with Edmonton wouldn't matter. Now, obviously with this thing hanging over everyone's heads going into the uh, going into the season, it kind of made a situation where 
the obviously the sharks and cane probably want to get you know wanted to get this basically sorted out so that it's not hanging over either party going into the season because there was no schedule to have this thing concluded so yeah is it you know so obviously they had to start somewhere and obviously that's where the negotiation started between them to come to their own settlement outside of the arbitration process. So obviously they the shark said, Hey, look, we'll pay you this money. You're already getting this money here. Do you want, you know, is that good for you? And Evander Kane clearly said, yeah, that's fine by me. Um, I think the interesting thing here is that the cap penalty being added retroactively. And I think that it's important because the cap penalty being being retroactive and applied to last season's salary cap tells me, and I, I don't know anything, I'm just hypothetically speaking here, but to me it says that the NHL had the Sharks back in this up until the very end. Because they could have applied it to this year or they could have made the Sharks pay Evander Kane, like have a cap hit against Evander Kane down the road. But... I think by applying it to last year, it shows that the league had the Sharks back up until the bitter end. I think there's been a lot of speculation on Twitter about, oh, well, obviously the NHL forced this this move. Maybe maybe they did. But the fact that this was applied to last year's seller cap tells me that the NHL has the shark had the Sharks back right to the bitter end. Yeah, and we, you know, we all we know is what has been said publicly. We don't know, of Correct. course, all the spinning mechanisms in the background. Well, not. I think that's the other thing too. I think that's the other thing that also that people don't like. People, the way people talk about this, like they they talk about it like it like the wheels continue to turn. When that reality, that's not what happened. They had one hearing, and then nothing nothing can happen until he hears the rest of it and then makes a conclusion. So it wasn't like. The, the arbitrator was the arbitrator wheels were turning and he was leaning this way. And that's why the Sharks did that. There was no, that never was a thing. I just, I don't know. I, I saw some things on social media where it was just kind of like, Oh, the, you know, see Evander Kane was, uh, was right. The Sharks were wrong. And that's why they had to pay him. If the Sharks were right, they wouldn't have had to pay anything. And I'm going, I, I look at this and I'm like, they're they're getting out of this for pennies on the dollar. Yep. And it's Look, they don't have a cap penalty moving forward. It's retroactive. Like like for me, this could not have turned out any better for San Jose. I mean, the only way it could turn out better is if the arbitrator actually had a hearing, made a decision, and found in favor of the Sharks. That's the only way that this could go better. But again, do you want to have that hearing in the middle of the season? Yeah, of course not. The fact right? that that took so long, I don't even know. Now, see Scott. In the chat, mm-hmm. uh, it seems to be that of the of the. Uh, hold on, let me bring up some of his comments. He seems to think the sharks got played. Sharks were so lucky Edmonton took over that payment, or the sharks would have been screwed. No, I don't think so. He also says uh, Evander Kane is the big winner here. He's playing for Edmonton and not San Jose. Okay, fair point. <laughs> Said San Jose got nothing for Kane other than getting cap space back, but that's. I think that's all the Sharks wanted. They didn't they, want him on the team. Yeah, like, that's, that's what I they really like, didn't is, want. This is the, th- I mean, and again, it's it's all going to depend on your perspective, right? Like, if your perspective is that the Sharks screwed Evander Kane, and then that that's fine. Like, that's your perspective, and I, I you're entitled to it. I'm not here to try and convince you otherwise. I'm just looking at this from, 
like just a business standpoint. Like, yes, the Sharks don't have Evander Kane anymore, but the Sharks didn't want Evander Kane anymore. Exactly. And Tiger saying settlements mean no fault is admitted. Yeah, absolutely. Which is to me is always the the funniest thing when it comes to like big businesses or whatever. <laughs> like you know, so Chase Bank settled for you know like three hundred million. Yeah. No, no, no admission of wrongdoing, and it's like, well, something hinky happened if you had to cough up three hundred mil. <laughs> but anyway, that's a I don't want to go. No, down, I think I look at I I, I don't think anyone like I don't think anyone wins here. Like I, I mean, you can you can argue let the Sharks win or Evander Kane won or whatever, but really, I everyone got what they wanted out of the situation. That's and the now most everyone important. can move on, right? Like, and that's I think is the most important. That's that's the important thing here. I, I mean, if you want to argue about, you know, did Evander Kane win? Did the Sharks win? Did the PA lose? Did the NHL lose? Like, you can have at that conversation. For me, I'm just glad it's over. It's done with. And I never have to talk about <laughs> the Evander Kane ever again. Yeah, well, in this settlement, what it ended up being was, I think this was something that we talked about probably like a year ago. Like, this seems so easy. Like, just pay out this as long as there's not any penalty moving forward cap related for the sharks it's a win you get the guy that nobody that based on reports everybody came in and said i don't want to play on this team anymore if this guy's here yeah you, you've gotten rid of him you got the the reclaim the cap space i don't know it just seemed like we'll it's see, a like, win look for at, everybody man, it, look at, if evander kane finishes his contract in edmonton and everything is still as rosy as it is now then then evander kane won yes yeah, let's yeah, let's we'll we have to revisit this in two or three years. And do we see, you know, Connor or Leon going, get this fucking guy out of here? You know, we we don't know. We'll see. Um Tyga saying neither side gets to say they were right, except they took the right action. The NHL would stand by the sharks taking the action, and that won't retract that based on a settlement. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, it's it's I'm I like I said, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad I never have to read what if Evander Kane becomes a San Jose Shark again? <sighs> Ever yeah. again. No, 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 no. Uh, Darius coming in. <laughs> Darius coming in and said, way off topic, but any updates on the new scoreboard? Uh, yeah, the uh, if you follow Becker on social media, uh, Sharks president Jonathan Becker, he posted, I'm trying to think, was it on Insta? Was it, on, it was on some social media platform, Snapchat, TikTok, whatever. But they're actually... Uh, it looks really close to being that all the panels are on. There's a couple that still need to be um, wired up, but he did a whole 360 of it where it actually had solid color on it. So they're getting to the point of the programming and all of that. But yeah, check out Jonathan Becker's. I'm going to try to see if we can't sneak in there pretty soon and maybe grab another uh, little photo or two to share. But it looks like it's going to be amazing and probably way more money than they paid to Vander Kane. So again, win-win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. We we have to move on. This is we we could, I don't I just don't want to go down any more uh, Kane rabbit hole here. Let I'll, let me do the final comments and then we'll move on. Okay. Uh, um, Sonic Tonic. We wanted him out of here, and he is. It's fine without much cost. Net positive, one hundred percent. That's that's Sonic Tonic. You and I are totally on board together. Um, AO, AO, long time listener. Yeah, buddy. Well, let's just agree the Sharks should never sign anybody with the initials EK again. This is all I've been saying. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, should we just do it alphabetical order to start with Anaheim and move down the list? 
You do you, buddy. It's your show. Okay. Uh, well, I thought it was either that or we could start by, you know, f- where we think eighth is going to be and then seventh and so. But uh, it's more fun. We can do that at the end. So, Anaheim. Anaheim Ducks. Ah, the Anaheim Ducks. I don't know. This is a, this is, this is a weird team for me right now. So let's just hit the numbers up real quick. They were 14th on the power play last season, 10th on the penalty kill goals for 24th goals against 23rd. Um, they have a shit ton of money. They have 16.6 mil in cap space. The last time I looked, that might've changed, but huge, huge space. Their tandem and goal should be John Gibson and Stolarz. Uh, coming in, the big names, of course, Ryan Strom, Frank Vetrano, who I really like, um, yep. and then John Klingberg coming in. And the big names, of course, going out, Ryan Getzloff through retirement. Um, let me see. I don't understand why they didn't re-sign Sonny Milano, but whatever. Um, Sam Steele went UFA, got signed by Minnesota. Uh, are there any other, like... Big names. Oh, they Sonny uh, Milano is the interesting one for me because it, it's a guy who not only didn't get qualified and then got let go as a free agent. Now he's kind of stuck in this logjam of players that I feel like he's he needs like a few of these guys need to get signed and think Sonny Milano is going to find a home. But yeah, Sonny Milano is like the big interesting guy to me here, dude. Uh, it, it just as far became... as just not having like last I checked, has not having a. A contract so dude, you are the show ian and then ian is mr <laughs> show dude all hashtag all ian baby know it Live there you it. go uh oh i should have also mentioned uh dimitri kulikov but go ahead yeah uh so yeah so sunny milano interesting to me fascinating i can't believe like he hasn't gotten at least a, even a pto somewhere like i feel like some like he, someone's gonna pick him up like for pennies on the dollar like right before the season starts and it's gonna be so awesome for them <laughs> <laughs> so the the players that they're excited about uh obviously mctavish who yes. uh played into that game against the uh, sharks in the rookie tournament a couple days ago uh drysdale zellweger and then mm-hmm. um jacob perot mm-hmm. uh, yeah. so those that's kind of who's coming up those i mean i love i love mctavish dude yeah yeah guys that that dude's a gamer I yeah like guy. i'd be shocked if he's not on the team this year he should he should get a chance to at least start. It's going to be interesting because like this is a team where we said this I said this before, but like this is a team like it's weird because I'm a lot higher on the Anaheim Ducks than it feels like Pat Verbeek is high on the Anaheim Ducks. Like, <laughs> it, which is a weird thing, right? Like you would think like the GM would probably be higher. Like the guy who's paid to run the team should be higher than the guy who cheers for your arch nemesis. At least one of them, but. I, I, I like a lot of the things going on. Like, I like a lot of their prospects. Um, obviously, look at John Gibson. It's going to be interesting to see what what he does, right? Because obviously, Verbeek thinks they're further behind than some other people think they are. Um, so I think what happens with John Gibson this year is going to be fascinating to see if he finally gets moved. Because if, look, at if you think you're further off than you are, then maybe you do move John Gibson. I like John Gibson. I think John Gibson's a hell of a goalie, but... I'm surprised he hasn't pushed the move. I, but I wonder, like, with John Gibson, I, I wonder if, like, if he has another... he need, But he needs to have, like, a, a big year this year. Because I feel like if he if he doesn't have a big year this year, then when, if they don't move him sooner than later, like, I feel like the, if he doesn't have a big year this year, his value is going to drop. And goalie values aren't that high to begin with, 
I think we've seen that this summer too. You're right. Uh, so, yeah. And we should also make note that they lost some big names, you know, before the end of last season. Hampus Lindholm yep. to Boston, Josh Manson to Colorado, Ricard Raquel to Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't know. I guess the fun question now is uh, who's going to be the captain? Fantastic question. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I look at this team. I, I had I had an answer for this, too. Um, like, who you got there? Who, who can I put, you know? Yeah, I think maybe Cam Fowler. I can I see that. I would say, like, because he's he's bit he's been there the longest at this point. I feel like, um, yeah, Cam Fowler's a guy I, you might want to put the C on. Um, if or, you want to like put on a guy who's been there a while, who's kind of been there through everything. Um, yeah, other than that, though, I'm not I'm not sure. And then once Fowler's gone, it what moves automatically to McTavish then. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, Ken Feller signed for another, provided they don't trade him. Um, you know, he's, he signed for another four years. So like, he's a guy who, if you wanted to move the seat to somebody while they kind of transition to whatever they're going to be, I think you could do a lot worse as a captain than Ken Fowler. All right. I'm good with that. Uh, so finally then, where do you see Anaheim finishing out of the eight teams in the Pacific? Seventh. Yeah. I'm going to try and remember my TTG ranking so I don't like come on here and give you a puck knowledge answer and then make myself look bad. Seventh. Yeah. I, I might say as high as six. Well, I'm not sure. I think that's just me being a really big Vetrano fan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, Adam Henrique's another guy, just I saw in the chat. Uh, Adam Henrique's a guy who you could definitely put the C on as well, although only signed for the next two years. All right. Let's move on to the Calgary Flames. Uh, some big names going in and out here, of course, as everybody knows. Uh, coming in, you got Jonathan Huberto, Nazem Kadri, Mackenzie Wieger, uh, and of course, the marquee names coming in, Nicholas Malosh and Ryan Carpenter. I mean, doesn't get any bigger than that, right? Those, yeah. Uh, going out, Jonathan Gaudreau. I'm sorry, Johnny Hockey. Uh, Sean Monahan, Matthew Kachuk, Kelly Arncroft, uh, Eric Branson. It's... Uh, weird that a lot of people like there was so much movement of so many big names and everybody kind of goes yeah I think they're going to be second again <laughs> I mean that's a lot of big names to move out and you know you have to have some sort of chemistry yeah um yeah I, I think so Calgary, I think, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see how all this kind of meshes together. And I think when you move like significant pieces like that, I think it makes it it, it I, I they kind of confuse me in that spec because I don't you don't know how it's all going to play out when you move out such like pivotal roles. But I mean, the players they brought in, I, I like I like a lot. Dude, Tiger, um, Tiger follows you, bro. Hold, uh, holding you legit. Yeah. Okay. There we go. <laughs> so like, I like the players they brought in. I think they're good. Um, Calgary. Look, I don't love the, I, I don't like contracts that make you a lot of money and bring you into your, um, <laughs> that brings you into your like late thirties on big money. Mm -hmm. Like I don't like contracts like that. Right. So I, I think some of these contracts have the potential to age badly, but we're not talking about three, four years down the road. We're talking about right now. And I think Calgary right now is set. Um, last year, 10th in the power play, 6th in the PK. Those are 
pretty goddamn good numbers. You want to hear some better ones? Calgary, Calgary was like, I think, like, Calgary scored a lot of goals last year, but I don't think people give Calgary a lot of credit for how good they were defensively. Oh, dude, third in goals against. Yeah. Um, th- uh, sixth in goals for, uh, 3.554, 2.51 against. Their projected cap space is 2.1 mil, so they got a little bit to play with. Their tandem is Jacob Markstrom and Dan Vlader. Or am I saying that right? Vladar? I don't Vladar. know. Vladar. That's all right. Every time I read it, all I can think of, you know, I am your father. It's Vader. Right. And that's, and that's, and that's how you get it. It's Vladar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the guys that they're excited about, uh, uh, I know I'm going to fuck these names up, so I apologize. Uh, Jacob Pelletier. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, then there's uh, Zeri and Wolf in goal. Yes. Uh, so those are the three that they're excited about. So I guess the big question that we have for Calgary, are the Flames better this season than last? I don't know. I don't I, I don't know. I think they're really, really good. Are they better? It's going to be interesting to see. Um, I like this team. I think uh, when I look at this team, right, like I think their forward group is really good. I think they have some really underrated forwards when it comes to like Michael Backlund and Elias Lindholm, guys that are, in my opinion, incredibly underrated in this league. Um, and obviously, look at Jonathan Huberto, hell of a player. Um, Nazem Kadri, I love the player. Do I love the contract? Not really. But I think, you know, I think the early returns on that should be really, really good. And the blue line, I don't love it, but it's not like it's just there. <laughs> Like it's it's fine. Like I, it might be one of the like, I, I think it like the top end isn't very exciting, All but right. I think like it's but it's solid. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say they had 111 points last season. I'm gonna say that this coming year's team is going to be worse. Might might it only be by one point, perhaps? But I base that on I think Edmonton's gonna have a full year with Woodcroft. I think LA is only going to get better. I think Vegas is going to turn it around a little bit. I think you know Vancouver is going to have a full year with Gaudreau. Uh, I, I think Cal- Calgary will be worse points wise. I and you know what I I think I would put them second. I think Edmonton's going to win the whole division next this coming season. Yeah, and and I I agree with that. Look at there's I think Calgary is probably like a more solid team as far as like just total makeup goes but i think edmonton is going to score buckets and buckets and buckets of goals Mm -hmm. so where where are they on you there's their second second all right cool that makes sense to uh to address uh our buddy chris yes straight out the narrative fermentations crowler my boy fantastic no free ads all right. Uh, well, we were talking about Edmonton. Let's get into some of those uh, hits and misses or ins and outs. Oh, let's see. Jack Campbell in goal. Wait a minute. Edmonton went out and got a goalie? I don't believe it. I like how Edmonton just, like, takes all the Toronto cast-offs. <laughs> hey, it's working for him, man. Is it? I mean, it <laughs> is. You're right. I think it'll do all right for him. Um, let's see what else, what else came in here? Um, yeah, that looks like about it. No, (laughs) yeah, Yanmark. I mean, a couple other ones, you know, the Calvin Pickard just in case. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and they got some, you know, picks for Zach Cassian and blah, 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 blah. Uh, going out though. Yeah. Josh, Josh, Josh Archibald, Mm -hmm. uh, Miko Koskinen, 
Mike Smith is what LTIR or yes. Okay, so he gone. Uh, Duncan Keith retires. Yep. Uh, Derek Broussard, like I mentioned earlier, Zach Cassian. Um, but now they do have the Kane extension. Remember, mm-hmm. uh, last season Edmonton on the power play third. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Last I checked, yeah. Yeah. Uh, PK was seventeenth. Their goals for were seventh. Goals against were eighteenth. So. Basically, they could put up a shit ton of goals, but they would also let in a decent amount. Their averaged goals for were 3.48, but allowed 3.06. So, hopefully Jack Campbell, whatever they do in net, is going to kind of solidify that. We're looking at Campbell and, I guess, what? Calvin Pickard or Stuart Skinner? Yeah, Yeah. somewhere in there. Um, The last I looked, now this may have changed because of uh, who knows, uh, I have negative 6.7 mil in cap space. Where are they at right now? Right. Well, here's the thing, right? <laughs> like, obviously, when Mike Smith goes in the IR, that's going to help. They think um, there's going to be some – obviously, going to be some cap shuffling. There's going to be some ultra-IR numbers that are going to bring that down significantly. Uh, I don't know if that includes Oscar Clefbaum or not. Uh, so the, it'll definitely bring stuff down um, once, you know. Again, a lot of these numbers – we, we talked this on TTG, right? Like a lot of these numbers are going to correct themselves when we get to the, when we get to the season and roster moves start getting made um, mm-hmm. right now. Like a lot of these cap friendly numbers, you know, they have like 17 forwards listed and, you know, eight defensemen, like it's not real. Well, I mean, if they can just play a little better defensively, maybe you get some better goaltending from Campbell. And if you can keep that scoring up at that high level, um, makes you wonder if Evander Kane will play better or harder or whatever you want to say, score more now that all of this situation is behind him, or will he tail off because now he doesn't, you know, have all the weight on his shoulders? Because it seems like he plays really good when the world is weighing him down outside the rink, you know? <laughs> I still think, like, I still think, like, he's gonna, like, maybe, like, I, I, I still think, like, look at this whole, obviously this whole thing with the Sharks is done, this, and that's not gonna be hang over him, but he's gonna have, like, a lot, like, Evander Kane, a guy like Evander Kane's always gonna have a lot of detractors, so I feel like you could definitely see him going off this season to try and, you know, shut more people up. Because obviously it's like, oh, yeah, but because we saw him come to San Jose and, and score a bucket of goals before he got his contract, right? And I, I still think, I, I think they're going to be fine. Look, if this team dude, is going to score. You're playing with Connor McDavid, dude. But right. Weatherby could score 20 playing. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, right? Like, this team is going to score a bucket of goals. And this team, again, like you brought up, like the goaltending they had last year, Mike Smith. Mike Smith's, Look at for a guy like Mike Smith age. Mike Smith is an okay goalie. Is he the greatest goalie to play? No, obviously not. So, it, I think Jack Campbell. I, I don't know what they're going to get with Jack Campbell, but is he an upgrade over Koskinen or Mike Smith? Absolutely, he is. Uh, the three names that they're excited about: uh, Bouchard, mm-hmm. uh, Broberg, but of course the big one is Dylan Holloway. Yeah. Uh, do you think he makes the squad? despite all this firepower that's already there. I think again, right? Like when you get to a situation like Edmonton, where you have a lot of guys on big money contracts, like you have to, you need your kids to kind of come in and fill roles on the cheap while they're on their ELCs. So I think he's definitely getting an opportunity to uh, find a place in this lineup for sure. 
All right. Oh, and I'm such a bad host. I forgot to. We started talking about Edmonton, and I forgot to update the scroll. I am so. See, we just need to keep it back to where it's just, it's just the normal. <laughs> You'll hear us when you hear us. All right, Los Angeles. Let's bring up the notes for that. This seemed. Uh... So we're both saying Edmonton first, then. Uh oh, was that not fate complete? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure, like we're all we're yeah. all clear here. Yeah, well, yeah, Edmonton, I think, is probably number one on most people's scorecard. Uh, so let's move on to the Kings. Relatively quiet on the signing. Um, you know, uh, it's Kevin Fiala, and mm-hmm. that's about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, there was some names that you re-signed. They re-signed Kempe and Edler mm-hmm. and whatnot. But for the most part, that was that was kind of it. And going out, you had uh, Athens CU to Chicago – Olimata to Detroit, Troy Stetcher to Arizona, Dustin Brown uh, retired, yeah. is retired and for some reason getting a fucking statue. Uh, and notable, Marco Sturm has been hired by the and Ontario Reign as their head coach. Mm-hmm. If you don't think, I mean, look at what's going on with Edmonton, look at what's going on with Anaheim. If you don't think Marco Sturm is being groomed to eventually replace T-Mac, you're not paying attention. Yeah, I agree with that. I think T Mac's done a really good job there. To be to be honest, though. Well, yeah, that's what former Sharks coaches do. They go to L A. and do really good things. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <sighs> um, now they weren't. They made the playoffs, but the numbers were not that great. Twenty seventh on the power play, twenty second on the penalty kill, goals for they were twentieth, goals against they were tenth. So that was a little bit better. But goals for two point eight seven, goals against two point eight three. It's almost shocking looking at these numbers going, wait a minute, these guys made the playoffs? Yeah, I think here, here's the thing with L.A., though, right? Like, their big addition this year, like Kevin Fiala is obviously a big deal, but their big addition this year is getting Drew Doughty back. Of course. A healthy right? Drew Doughty. Yeah. So I think that is, I think that's going to definitely help them out a little bit. Um, yeah, L.A. is in a weird place. Uh, on TTG, I called the middle of the Pacific, the blender, because I think you can throw darts and you can come up with a bajillion different combinations and all of them could be right when, when it's all said and done. Um, yeah, LA fascinating team to me. Um, but yeah, like I think, look at you're obviously you're hoping to get big, you know, you're hoping to get a big season at a buy field and, you know, um, having some of these other kids kind of come in and, and play. But, like, L.A., they were found money last year. Well, I knew that money was going to be there, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, but it, but for them, it was sound money, right? Like, yeah, they didn't have I don't... to go – they didn't have to go at the in, – into the, you know, in the trade deadline and, and sell a bunch of assets to, to move in because it was it was found money. Yeah, I, I think, think if they if they make the playoffs again this year, I think – they would be another team that would like it would be another year of being happy to be there maybe. And maybe if you're a Kings fan, that, that sucks, right? Like you don't want to be just the happy to be their team, but it, it, with the way they're trending, that's not going to be the case for very much longer. I feel like Rob Blake, the, the Kings performed at a level last year that Rob Blake thought they were going to perform at this coming year. You know, yeah. like they were a year ahead of schedule. He didn't expect that. 
they're excited, of course, about Quentin Byfield. You also have Kaliev, mm-hmm. uh, Clark, and the one... And Alex Turcotte, yeah. Exactly. I don't want to say that he's like the dark horse, but it seems like Byfield gets all the pub. I really like Alex Turcotte. So, Me too. Yeah. Um, Me too, but he's got he's to kind of come into his own at some point here. So... Uh, Jonathan Quick, count, and correct me if I'm wrong, is this Quick's final year? Don't uh, tell me that he doesn't want to go out with a bang and challenge the hell out of Cal Peterson. So if it's Quick's last year, you know yes, he's... Yes, this is Quick's last season, yeah. So he, you know, and what, how old is he now? 35, 36? 36. 36. So, you know, maybe d- does he try to pull the, you know, this? I'm, I'm going to have like one of my best seasons ever and like right into the sunset or is kind of like, look, I know the Kings want to move on, but I'm going to play badass enough that I'm going to get picked up by somebody else in the off season and do a, a season or two or whatever, you know? Yeah. Jonathan quick's super fascinating. Cause I thought he had a really good year last year. Um, I still think that like his style, I think his, the, his style of goaltending is completely ruined his lower body. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's the goalie that he once was. I think that because of the way he, Jonathan Quick was so good down low, just moving around, but that wreaks havoc on your knees, wreaks havoc on your hips. Um, I I don't know how much tread is on the tires of Jonathan Quick, but I, I think, you know, he's a guy who I wouldn't be shocked to see if the Kings, you know, the Kings bring him back after the season, obviously at a reduced salary like i don't think he's coming back for another 5.8 million dollars um but i don't i don't think it's done yet but obviously i think they're looking for cal peterson to be the guy who to to really take the net this year Mm -hmm. and you know to really take the net and make it not even disputable anymore whose net it is and i think that's that that's what has to happen this year in la is cal peterson needs to take the net And then maybe quick comes maybe, and then maybe quick comes back as the backup at a reduced rate. I'm not sure, but I think, Hmm. you know, Cal Peterson, that's going to be a big key for the, for the Kings this year. All right. And so where do you have them finishing? I have them finishing in (laughs) fifth and it's not because I think they're bad. I just think, again, look at this, this, the, the three teams in the middle, are so close in my opinion and it could go either it could go either way i just think that i look at the two teams that i put ahead of them they're better teams all right god i don't have i'm i'm thinking fourth i'm thinking fourth um all right Let's, uh, we're going to skip over san jose because we'll save the best for last that'll be the most fun to talk about uh seattle kraken um i mean they brought in martin jones anything else need to be said uh yeah <laughs> all right the big additions for the kraken of course being martin jones andre Burkowski, justin schultz uh resigning ryan donato after mm-hmm. then not resigning they're not signing him but then re- yeah whatever uh oliver borkstrand and then of course they have a lot to be excited about in um uh Beniers and shane wright yeah Going out, Callie Yarncroft, Victor Rast, Daniel Sprung. Those are all unsigned the last I looked, unless that has changed. Um, but I I don't know. Seattle, to me, is just such a conundrum. Um, it, like, it literally, well, there's no way we can do worse than last year, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, power play, they were 29th last season. PK, 31st. Goals for 28th. Goals against 24th. 
They were scoring 2.6 per game, but giving up 3.46 a game. Projected cap space right now, $1 million, so not a lot to play with, and their tandem is going to be Grubauer and, again, Martin Jones. Uh, question is, are they going to be better this coming season? Yes. Is it enough to make the playoffs? No. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't mean to be a dick, but I'm like, I, Seattle's just not a team that excites me. I think Seattle, look at Seattle kind of wanted to go the more traditional expansion route and God bless them for it. Um, so I think I like a lot of things that Seattle's doing. Um, and look at like, if you look at like the drafts, I, I both drafts that Seattle's been in, I've definitely put them in the winner's column. Um, I like their additions this year. I think they're going to be better. I don't know how much better, but they're going to be better. I think they're going to be a harder team to play against. I think they're going to mm-hmm. be a more exciting team to watch this year. And it's only going to get better from here because like you said, they've got, you know, they've got Shane Wright, which fell into their lap at four. Yeah, they've got Maddie Beneers, who I think is just unreal, you know? Uh, and that's just, that's just the tippy top of the iceberg. Like these, this team is flush with, prospects i think that seattle fans should be absolutely excited about um but you know they're definitely a tomorrow team they're not a today team but they they're definitely on the right path to being a team that is going to give the rest of the division even your edmontons and calgary's at some point headaches uh let's get to some comments here we do shoe shine uh, Jones is only there until December. The regular backup should be back by then. Chris Dreacher, yep. All right. Um, AO saying Martin Jones at two mil is worth a gamble. Hey, maybe yeah, he can I think, find it. Look at didn't I, he come out of the Vancouver area? Yeah. So maybe the weather does wonders for his game. Who knows? I think. Uh, I mean, Martin Jones, right? Like I, Martin Jones has been my punching bag on this channel for quite some time. Yeah. Um, but I think, look at, I, I think he did well in Philly considering how bad the Flyers were. Yeah. Like, and I think, I, I think the Seattle team, I think he's, I think he's going to do fine. Look at Martin Jones isn't a starter in this league, but I think he's a guy you can trust to play 20 games, 20, 30 games. Yeah. Um, like maybe, you know, like again, like is Martin Jones, the guy you wanted to, to, to backstop you to a Stanley cup in, in 2022? No, of course he isn't. But like, is he good enough to, you know, take some heat off of, of Grubauer who I think is going to have a bounce back season. Yeah, of course he is. I would think, uh, Shushine again saying, I think you'll be surprised by Seattle. They look a lot better. They'll be better than San Jose this year. They will be. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. Wow, see, I'm I don't know about that. I don't know. I think I think they'll be better than San Jose and Anaheim. All right. So you're penciling them at six then? Yes. All right. Okay, this is cool. This is gonna give us a little more to uh talk about to when we uh start to wrap things up. Oh, Vancouver, Vancouver, Vancouver. This team. Let me let you know. Uh coming <laughs> <laughs> coming in. Ilya how do you pronounce that? Mikhaev? Mikhaev? Okay. I thought I I try to take shots and I never know. Uh, Andre Kuzmenko, mm-hmm. uh, Curtis Lazard, Dakota Joshua, Wyatt Kalnyuk, Kal, Kal, whatever. <laughs> you know what? The, as Drew Remendez said, do something in the league and then I'll learn how to pronounce your name. There you go. Uh, going out, Yaroslav Halak, Alex Jason, 
Matthew Highmore, Brandon mm-hmm. Sutter went on signed, blah, 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 blah. They're all excited about Hughes, of course. Yeah. Uh, Pulled Colson. Mm-hmm. Hoglander. There's no mm-hmm. way I'm pronouncing this. And then, of course, Linus Carlson, if you remember, was <laughs> traded to Vancouver for Jonathan Dolan. They seem to be pretty high on Carlson right now. Um, last season, they were ninth in the power play, so they could put up some points on the man advantage, but the PK was 30th. Yes. That says a lot. Uh, goals for 18th, goals against 8th. Uh, their goals for, they were three, good for three a game, but good for giving up 2.82 a game. Last I looked, projected cap space two po- minus 2.7. So I'm assuming the they're, they're going to make some changes. In net, of course, Thatcher Demko. I'm a big Demko guy. Same. And then uh, Spencer Martin. So seems like the big conversation that everybody's having First off, they're going to have Bruce Boudreau yeah. for the whole thing, but it's is Bor, Bo Horvat's contract status going to be a, a distraction until that gets resolved? I'm not sure. I mean, here's the thing, right? Like, it's, it's, I mean, you went through obviously Vancouver's numbers, but really Vancouver was like the tale of two seasons in one. It was the dreadful first half of it where they completely caught on fire and sank to the bottom of the sea and then got buried under the bottom of the sea. And then Bruce Boudreaux got hired and then they shot out of the sea like a rocket. Oh, Bruce, there it is. Right? So it's going to be interesting to see how they start this season. Because obviously last season, look, they by the time they hired Bruce Boudreaux, they, they were, the damage was done. Yeah. Too many holes in the boat by then. Too many holes. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can only do so much. Uh, and I think, look it, I, I give the Vancouver Canucks a hell of a lot of credit because I thought they, they made quite the surge. But it wasn't enough. Um, I think they're going to be better this year from the get-go. Again, I think Thatcher Demko, good goalie. I think, you know, if you look at this team, you look at some of the, the you know, the additions, I think like, there's there's a lot of interesting, like, there's nothing that I think puts them over the top but there's a lot of interesting things that they've done right like curtis lazar is a guy i think who can fit into your bottom like really kind of solidify that bottom six well, uh and remember they hired the sedines as development coaches that's, <laughs> that's gonna make all the difference in the world you know obviously like i i a lot of interesting things happen here i thought like when they got Yarrow halak last year i thought that was huge for them i didn't expect Halak to have the season that he did and I think that's kind of unfortunate um so it'll be interesting to see how what you know what they do with um how Spencer Martin fares like obviously I want to see how much how much is Demko gonna have to play well that's my question you seem to be a believer where you got Vancouver slotted in uh four Vancouver slotted in no fifth no 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 you put LA at fifth earlier oh wait where go it would have to be four then. Yeah, please. fourth. You're right. Yeah, four. Okay. I can't do math. It's fine. <laughs> That's all right. I, I was I, told there'd be no math. <laughs> I have them at fifth. So, all right. Yeah, um, I have no, I have them at fourth. I think they're. I think they're a bubble team. I think if things go right, they could easily again like that three, four, five. Throw darts. All right. Um, I just. Let me put this together so I can make sure we can hold each other accountable. Okay, then. So, finally, the 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 golden egg in the room, Vegas. Mm-hmm. 
so coming in, uh, future considerations. They could not get enough of future considerations in the offseason. Uh, also, Shea Weber's contract. Mm-hmm. Um, Sakari Mananen? KHL yeah, free so agent? Yeah, so KHL free agent. Um, it's, you know, again, uh, low-risk, high-reward type of deal. All right. Uh, you also got Phil Kessel. Mm-hmm. At that, I was like, man, I did not have that on my bingo scorecard. And Aiden Hill, of course, former Shark goaltender going to Vegas. And then, of course, the new coaching staff with Bruce Cassidy coming in as well, leaving Peter DeBoer, signed in L.A., uh, Max Pacioretty, who went to Carolina for those amazing future considerations. Yes. Along with Dylan Coughlin, they finally were able to get rid of uh, Evgeny Dodonov to Montreal, and Matthias Janmark is gone to Edmonton. The- what a pro that guy is, man, Dodonov. Like, I, I don't oh, think, like... After everything went south, he ended up, like, scoring more goals than any other Vegas player. Yeah, and, like, I just, I give him a lot of credit, because it would have been a lot easy, it would have been really easy to 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 just kind of sulk about the whole situation and be really angry about it. Oh, yeah. And he was just, like, the consummate professional throughout it. And I just, you know, like, I think a lot of people, like, especially, like, obviously, like, Russian-European players, like, they always get kind of, like, this this stigma about them you know they're all about themselves whatever like what a consummate pro <laughs> dude that was so cool i'm looking at the other off-season departures sven berchi was part of there i look like, at them yeah, i know uh-huh. that is vancouver i'm like when the hell did sven go to vegas i must have missed a memo or something but uh anyway the uh of course the really notable off-season departure for vegas is steve spot coaching the power play <laughs> yeah <laughs> we all know uh, the guys are excited about what is this? Uh, God, I'm gonna butcher this name. Cormier. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Brinson and mm-hmm. Morozov. Yeah, yeah, uh, those are definitely guys that I would be excited about. Um, last season on the power play, they were 25th, 21st on the PK, 12th in goals for, 15th in goals against, averaging 3.2 a game, giving up 2.9. Uh, their projected cap space right now is insane. Minus 10 mil the last I looked. It may have gotten worse. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Shea Weber's contract will solve that. Yeah, but either way, like, that's that's okay. Uh, <laughs> extended Riley Smith. Jerk was super pumped about that. But, of course, the big things for the, – there's two questions for Vegas. Is Mark Stone healthy? Uh, he's going to – last I looked, he's going to miss all of training camp. Mm-hmm. And – who the hell is going to take the net between Logan Thompson, Laurent Bossois, and Aiden Hill? I really like Logan Thompson. Um, but I think I understand bringing in a guy like Aiden Hill uh, to try and to try and kind of shore that up. Although I don't know if Aiden Hill would have been the guy to do it. Although I, I guess the money works. Um, I really like Logan Thompson, but Logan Thompson doesn't have enough NHL experience for me to say, yeah, he's definitely the guy and he's going to be, you know, like this is a sure thing. But I, I like Logan Thompson a lot. As do I. But again, I there's, there's some question marks around there. Mm-hmm. So the other thing, of course, Mark Stone's health. Yeah. Um, Although I think he should be like, I think once the season gets going, he'll be fine. He's. It also appears that uh, Eichel 
is just, dude. I mean, he has got such a chip on his shoulder. Uh, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, like things went shitty in Buffalo. Okay. I get that. And then I remember what was it? It was the game that the Vegas played like in Buffalo and Buffalo won. And afterwards they asked Eichel about the, you know, the fan reaction or whatever. It's like, Oh yeah, that was cool. It was like the first time I ever heard him. And I'm like, wow, dude. I don't for that cattiness. Look, it, <laughs> I really like Jack Eichel. Um, I think Jack Eichel's a hell of a player. I think Jack Eichel put that Buffalo team on his back, and Buffalo is a team that has been incredibly, incredibly mismanaged mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, I don't. I I live for the pettiness. Like I don't. I don't blame him, man. Like. You know, you you want to talk like you, you want to talk about like how some people are like oh well he's just you know he's all about himself or whatever but like dude like look what happened to Tarasenko in St Louis right like Tarasenko got his the the team doctor surgery what twice three times before they finally got it right when he went to his own doctor like I don't blame Jack Eagle for being no oh, no this is the surgery I want and I'm gonna get it because it's my fucking body. <laughs> Right. So again, I like I understand it was a pretty acrimonious, uh, acrimonious breakup, but I don't like I don't know. I just I think there's a lot of things said about Jack Eichel that just maybe they're true. I just don't I don't believe them. I think he's a hell of a player. I don't think like they're like, oh, we went to Vegas and they missed the playoffs. Vegas didn't miss the playoffs because of Jack Eichel. They missed the playoffs because they thought they just took the playoffs for granted when they played the LTIR game. And they played it with too many people. Mm. I don't know. It's it's fun watching them ruin goalies. It's fun watching them trade for oh, trade out wrong. big pieces for nothing. It's just yeah. it's fun watching just how entitled the fan base was after that first season, and then how it's and then it's oh let's blame the officials for the whole thing with Pavelski and the in the game seven, and then let's blame this and. And then you you trade away the Vesna winner, and you, I mean, it's just I don't know. It's the the fans fell in love with Flurry. I know, but I <laughs> but Flurry's like thirty eight, thirty nine. Like at some, like you know what I mean. Like that was a band aid they had to rip off at some point. Yeah, but man, everybody was in love with the Misfits. Every time you know, as soon as For you sure. break up the band. Everybody loses their shit. All right. Don't we know it? Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to uh, the San Jose. Well, we didn't shows. say anything. We didn't know oh, where that's they finishing. True. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. VGK. I'm assuming because you've already placed all the other ones, you got them finishing third. Yeah. And let me let me let me let me say why here. Um, the thing is, like, they've got a lot of pieces that I still like. I think top end, they've got a good forward group. They're they're top three blue line guys. Like I would put against anyone in probably the league, honestly. Um, and look at goaltending is obviously a question mark. I really like Bruce Cassidy. And I, I think Bruce Cassidy is kind of what pushes them up the thing for me. Cause I think mm-hmm. Bruce Cassidy, given what he has to work with, I think Vegas is going to be a much better team this year, as long as goaltending doesn't destroy him. So mm-hmm. that's the caveat. But I think if, if, if Logan Thompson is the goalie, I think Logan Thompson is and Bruce Cassidy coaching that's what puts them in third for me. Yeah, I'm not the biggest believer in them defensively. Uh, you know, I, I'm not nominating any of their guys for Selkies. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I've, 
and a lot of that goes to a guy like Marchessault. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've that said, I have them at third on mine. But I think you and I are kind of in the same boat where it's like it Edmonton and Calgary going to dogfight for one and two. Yeah, then the, Edmonton and Calgary, everyone else. Yeah, then the second tier is a combination of Vancouver, LA, and VGK, and you mm-hmm. could just roll the dice, see how that shakes out, and then the bottom three, which is almost the same thing. That could shake it. It wouldn't surprise me if San Jose finishes sixth because Anaheim or Seattle, like, shit the bed. Oh, I think I, I – yeah, I disagree with that. I think Seattle's going to be fine. I think it's going to be it's going to be San Jose and Anaheim fighting for the, the bottom. All right. Well, let's get to San Jose. Uh, lots to get into with this because, <laughs> of course, we pay attention. Um, coming in, get ready, people. Oscar Lindblom, uh, Etu McAniemi, Steve Lorenz, Luke Kunin, Nico Sturm, Marcus Nudovara, Matt Benning, Aaron Dell, CJ Seuss, Andrew Agazzino, Yevgeny Svechnikov. And then don't forget about a brand-new coaching staff, David Quinn and his group, going out. Rudolph's Balsers, Nick Malosh, Brent Burns, Lane Peterson, Jonathan Dolan, Brinson Pashnuk, Zach Sachenko, Sasha Smilevsky, Jonathan, Le- well, no, just John Leonard, uh, Aiden Hill, and then Bugner and his whole crew. Oh, there's so much to get in here. Um, well, let's just talk about where they ended first. Uh, 22nd on the power play last season, but second on the PK. Figure that out. Goals for 30th, goals against 21st. They were posting 2.5 a game, but giving up 3.1 a game. Projected cap space right around 200K. Uh, let's see here. The tandem, of course, being Kakinen and Reimer. Like players you're excited about or at least want to see trending in the right direction. William Eklund, Thomas Bordalo, and Ryan Merkley. So, the Kane issues are finally, finally resolved, but... Let's be honest, the big question that everybody wants to know is where the hell are goals going to come from? Same places they came from last year, which is not oh, enough. Oh, it's so disappointing to hear. <laughs> and remember, Brent Burns is gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, look at look at this team. Scoring is going to be hard for this team. Uh, goals are going to be a very difficult thing to come by, I think. I think look, I think you've got you've got a good first line and then it's kind of meh from there. Like they don't have a top six. They have a top four. If that. Yeah. Yeah. You've got like four, like, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Like, I'm curious to see what Kevin LeBanc looks like. Cause obviously he looks like he's going to start the year on the team. Yeah. So I'm curious to see, um, how, how Kevin LeBanc's going to look. Yeah. Look at a lot of the guys that have, that are coming in. Like there's not to me, there's not a lot to be excited about. Well, who's? I mean, think about it right now. I I would imagine that if you're getting out a piece of paper and you're trying to figure out who the top six are, it's going to be Hurdle, Meyer, LeBanc, Couture, um, uh, ninety four. Jesus Christ! How do I remember? How do I not remember his name? Ninety four. Who the hell Barabonov? wears? 90, yeah, Couture. <laughs> Jesus, Couture, Barabanov, and Limblom. That's your top. See, six. and I would put Eklund there. See, I would. But, you know, they may, you know, say, let's see what we have in these guys. Then we can start looking at call-ups or whatever. Unless uh, I, think lower... be, I think it'll go the other way. I think I think you, oh, you really? start the kids and then you. Okay. Because, I mean, I feel like, I don't know. I just get this feeling you sign all these pieces like 
it's kind of like telling Eklund and Bortolo, like, you guys need to kick the fucking door down in order to make the big squad this season. Yeah, but I think that, like, if, again, I'll look at rookie tournament against your peers is one thing. Um, it'll be to see what kind of training camp they have, but I, like, right now, like, I look at the way that Bortolo and Eklund have both played. I think they, they've made a case. Right. Like, they've definitely made a case to, 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 you know, again, do they stay there? I don't know. And you're right. Like, there's a lot of guys. They put a lot of garbage in front of them. <laughs> And, you know, maybe I'm not being nice to some of these players, but, like, there's a lot of garbage in front of them. Well, it's, they, a lot, it's a, dude, it's the guy factory. It, well, is it ever the guy factory? <laughs> like, the guy factory is in such high production right now. Dude, I but, felt like, like, I'm like, is the NH, are we allowed to put three digits on a jersey? Because we might have that many players. <laughs> yeah. I, Jesus. It's going to be interesting. I'm curious to see what our blue line looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, predict that. Like the the forward group, I think is is a head scratch. The blue line is gonna be fascinating. I just I figured it's got to be some sort of concoction, right? Of it's like obviously Carlson and Ferraro. Then it's I don't know what Hataka or Hataka, depending on who you are. And then what Nudavara? I mean, I don't know. And then what Vlasic and Benning? And then where what happened to Shimmick? You know, mm-hmm. or I mean, um, well, that's it, right? Yeah. Well, then that and that's the problem, right? Like you look at like, and what happens when Kinejov comes back? Hopefully, I know. need to see it at this point. Yep. Like I, I, I know that seems awful because like, but we, you know, he had one good season. And now he's missed two. Like I, I wish the kid well, but like I don't. I need to see it. All right. I'm not like I am not a believer in that department anymore. Like I need to see it. All and right. that's really rude, right? Like, it's it seems like a <laughs> shitty thing to say. <laughs> it is, but no, I mean, it, it happens. Some guys can... I, I say this only because, to me, when Brad Stewart took the Jody Shelley hit, mm-hmm. when Max LaPerrier destroyed Dan Boyle, they yeah. were not the same players. No. Now, those were hits versus an injury, you know, like, yeah. uh, you know, Kinejov's injury that it's not hit-induced. No, but but you're but you've lost you've lost development time. Yes, that's yeah. So the and funny we bring that up. The question, of course, for everybody else besides where the scoring going to come from is: mm-hmm. Is this the season that EK sixty five can actually play more than seventy five games in one season? I don't know. <laughs> and, and let's stop with the with the EK hater narrative. Like, let's just pay attention to the numbers. Like, the dude hasn't played a full season. If you go by the numbers, he's literally missed a full season between all the games that he's missed. Here's 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 the thing, right? Maybe this makes me sound like an uh, asshole because I'm 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 an EK guy. Like, I, I think anyone who listens to podcasts, I'm an EK guy. But like, and I'm not. With, it's fine, with, but I'm not a hater. You know what I mean? But, I just hate that that silly for sure label. For sure. But here's the thing, right? Like. But if if he doesn't like, is that the worst thing? The sharks like, <laughs> the sharks are not a better team without him. Well, f- it depends. They're not. Yeah, no, it, they're it, not. I mean, they're, but there, there was a small stretch they where they did have a better record. Absolutely. <laughs> Fuck off with that. That's such garbage. That it was such just a funny. Garbage though. fucking talking. Voice. <laughs> it was so funny though. <laughs> oh. 
No. I mean, no, if if he's happening. if he's the uh, you know he doesn't have to worry about Brent Burns, he's going to get more minutes. Yeah. You oh, know? absolutely. Look at like I, again, like I, I if if he doesn't like. I understand, like, people are, you know, like, want to get the knives out for him. But honestly, like, even if he doesn't, great, because that's what the Sharks need this year. The Sharks don't need points. They need the fewest points as humanly possible. Oh, man. I just, I, I just want one solid season from this fucking guy. Sure. Um, but uh, don't get me wrong. Like, would I like to see, would I like to see Eric Carlson play a full season? Of course I would. I like the player. I think the Sharks are a better team when he's on the ice. But if he does get hurt, then guess what? Makes the Sharks worse. And that's fantastic this season. All right. Um, it's coming up on New Year's Eve. By that point, who do you think has solidified the net for the Sharks? I mean, you want it to be Kapokokkanen, mm-hmm. but... Um, I don't know. You you want it to, obviously you want it to be Kapokokkanen. You want Kapokokkanen to be the future of this team's goaltending and net. But, um, you but can't if it's deny James Reimer, I'm not angry. Like yeah. he had a great season last year. Yep. Uh, and you could tell they were pissed that they couldn't get him that twentieth win. Yeah. You know. Yep. Uh, and the, and he's a he's a guy that uh, evidently is just he is beloved in that room. He's just that kind of a guy that he just brings everybody he's, together and. He's the perfect, like, I loved, like, when they brought James Reimer and I loved it because uh, you obviously you had, you know, at that time you had uh, a young goalie in Aiden Hill, like a younger guy, right? And you want somebody to be a good influence. So I think, like, James Reimer is, like, the perfect guy. If you want to have, like, kind of guys under that umbrella, it's, it's he's he's a perfect guy to have around for that. Does James Reimer finish the season in San Jose? Probably not. I, you know, not to be a dick, but. I hope everything goes perfectly that Reimer plays really well, make, increases his value, and that people are banging down the door to get him at the deadline and the Sharks get a lot back for him. Or at yeah. least something. Well, <laughs> Not a lot. Shit at the deadline. But yeah, but yeah that, like, that would be, that would be the, the ideal thing, right? Like it's for everybody. You, know, you, for get, sure. you get Reimer's shot and it brings back some assets. And then at that point, you're hoping that Strauss Mann can come in well, I see, and that's the thing, right? Like, obviously, I think Strassman is a guy that you want to see have a big year in the HL because if you're looking at guys and they're scheduled to come in, like, that Barracuda net's going to be very, very full next year if none of those guys are ready to come up. It's like, so Strassman, to me, is, like, my penciled-in backup for next year because Magnus Krohn is doing his last year in college. Mm-hmm. Ben Gaudreau's also going to be turning pro next year. Like oh. not this year coming, but the year after. So like that Barracuda crease is going to get really, really crowded. Otherwise, that's why I'm super hoping that you know Reimer is one of the, the the shining spots of this upcoming season that is able to get something back for him. Let him actually go play for the big shiny thing, and mm-hmm. the Sharks continue to build for the future. And if we're lucky, Kakinen does very well, and man, come, and it's ends up. Yeah, being and PJ forty eight like has has it one hundred percent right. Like, um, obviously, like you can't even consider Shin Reimer until Kakinen dem- demonstrates he can carry the load. Completely agree. Like again, I don't want, in my opinion, in order for Kakinen to get the net, he needs to take it from James Reimer, hundred percent. Yeah, well, and then- but I mean, he is he is a UFA after this year, so at the deadline, like if again, like. The thing with, with the thing with like 
the way the way they've looked at the goaltending, they, they did it with Aiden Hill, right? Two year deal, Kapokokin, a two year deal. So they have the luxury. Like if this doesn't go the way we want it to, they're not stuck. Who's who's they, your starter? Now, I'm not talking about that bullshit in Prague. I'm talking about the you know Friday and Saturday night versus Carolina, then versus Chicago. I think you got to go Reimer and then Capo. Yeah, I think I think they're going to get a chance to like they'll probably they'll probably alternate games until someone gets into a stride. I'm not sure. It's going to be interesting to see how how David Quinn handles the goaltending. I'm going to love to see how all of that works out. There's a lot going on. I mean, again. <laughs> So many pieces have changed. I mean, you think about it. It's like New Jersey's new scoreboard, new coaching staff. Half the team is new. It's, it's like, Tiger, that's interesting because he says, I can imagine man being the backup by the trade deadline. I don't. And and here's and here's why. Well, maybe maybe they are. Hmm, that's good. That's interesting because I always had it envisioned of Reimer going and then and then Dell being the backup for the rest of the season. But Strauss man is not a horrible hole either. I, I mean, don't think Dell plays in a Sharks uniform ever again, to oh, be honest. Know. Oh, I don't know. I I don't know that he does. I I, I think they've yeah, like think they've been to that party and they know what it's like and they're like. What are they no. playing for at that point though? Nothing. I, I yeah, true, but I think he is literally here to be like player coach kind of a guy and in <laughs> the player Maybe, part but of I it. Th- is I still small. think like I again, you're not play. It's not like the Sharks are going to be talking playoffs after the trade deadline so who it doesn't really matter who the backup is especially if the barracuda's on a roll okay that's a fair point yeah that i'll give you so um like would you rather stress man be playing in, in like a barracuda playoff like playoffs absolutely with barracuda, versus getting drilled Dell playing playoffs yeah like you know what i mean absolutely so looks like the final tally is your one through eight is edmonton mm-hmm. calgary mm-hmm. vegas Vancouver, yep. L.A., mm-hmm. Seattle, yep. Anaheim, and San yep. Jose. Correct. Uh, mine's a little different. <laughs> mine's a little different. I have Edmonton, Calgary, Vegas, but I have I'm a little little bit more of a believer in L.A. than you are. So I have them at fourth. I've got Vancouver fifth, and then I'm a little bit for whatever I believe more in SoCal than you do, uh, <laughs> and less in in uh, the Pacific Northwest. I've got Anaheim at sixth. Seattle at seventh and San or yeah, and then San Jose at eighth. And I'm and there's still a part of me that thinks that San Jose will finish seventh by like one point. Like it's gonna be something silly. They might. Like there's a lot of bad like there's a lot of ways for the Sharks to pick up points. That and you never know that somebody else get like four shits and giggles. Mm-hmm. Let's just say Logan Thompson gets injured fourth game, twists something, is oh out God. for six weeks or six months. You know, like, what does that do? What if Mark Stone ends up tweaking whatever it is that he's dealing with? You know, it's like... Oh, for sure. I mean, you can't you can't quantify injuries. Like, Yeah. So it's interesting things could happen, but it's like if everything goes the way that you're expecting them to, this is probably going to be the way that it shakes out. Uh, they... Aside from L.A., who didn't get a fair shake last season, it pretty much shook out the way it was, uh, you know, projected to by the odds makers, the ones that make money off of all of this. Um, TSN has Edmonton. Now, here's the thing: TSN, mm-hmm. Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, Seattle is their top four. That's bold, dude. They have Vancouver and Seattle over Vegas and L.A. 
Yeah, I think that's really like I <laughs> I am bullish on Seattle, but I am not that bullish on Seattle. Like that's <laughs> that's bold, man. Like <laughs> kudos to them, but I I think it's a bold. That's bold. Yeah, mine mine I'm just about the same with like the hockey news. You flip Anaheim and Seattle. It's it's about the same. It's about almost the same as with you. So, you know, take a screenshot of it. I'm sure everybody's going to, you know, opening day of hockey, everybody's going to go, okay, here's my picks for these divisions, blah, 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 blah. So. Yeah, I, I generally do really bad on these things. So the Sharks are winning the division. Uh, Seattle's going to be team number two. Like, it's that's how it's going to go. Who Who do you think is going to be the shock of the season? Like, take – Take who you like think mentally who it is, but like, what do you think is most likely to go like, holy shit, nobody saw this coming? Kind of like LA last year. Like, nobody thought LA was going to be that good that year. I don't know. Like, here's here's the problem. You don't think right? it's going to be Seattle? I think Seattle might turn some heads, but they're not going to make the playoffs, right? Like, LA made the playoffs. Okay, then let me put it to you this way Who improves the most on their point total? From last year, Columbus. No, no, no. I'm talking in the Pacific. Oh, um, you know, probably you had... Seattle because they've nowhere to go but up. Yeah. Okay. I'll give it. Uh, all right. That was a stupid question. All right. Then, then, yeah. Uh, NHL over. Who's your surprise team league wide? Columbus. Upcoming... It's Columbus. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with Ottawa. That's not a bad pull either. Uh, man. I think they're they're starting to come together. I think it. Uh, I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. I'm going to hate watch that team. It's <laughs> uh, not a bad poll. Yeah, I, I think that's good. It's going to be interesting. Like Ottawa is a fascinating team because it's like I think they're going to be better. I just don't know. Like the top of that division is just so set. <laughs> like like a tiger coming in with the best question ever. How many games will it take for Donskoy to score? <laughs> I don't know. Over under 20. Over under 20? I'll take the over. Yeah, as will I. <sighs> All right. That was fun. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, solid 90 minutes in the book, everybody. Uh, there you go. <laughs> thank you guys so much for checking us out for the Pacific Division preview. Remember to follow us on social media, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit. You can always donate to us on Venmo at Teal Town USA in order to keep this podcast, uh, I guess, patch-free. <laughs> commercial free whatever uh, and you can always use the super chat option during the live shows uh, do you have anything coming up between now and next Sunday is there another TTG or are you guys about uh, done? I don't know I have to work a lot this week and oh, my shifts kind of sucks so I don't know um, stay tuned I don't think so but we'll see alright and uh, next uh, week from this Sunday plans are to do a bit more in depth preview for the sharks with our buddy brody brazil and uh i don't know it could be interesting ian might call him out on some bullshit we're not sure <laughs> wow <laughs> he's gonna go canadian on brazil's ass this is what we're saying no, it could happen <laughs> i it could happen now, now now i'm in a spot now like people are expecting me to like Oh, Taram and Newham, dude. He's like, you're gonna be like, dude. Curtis Brown got well, nothing. Watch if he this. comes, if he comes at me with any shit like Eric Carlson, the the team is better with Eric Carlson without. Then yeah, I'll, I'll have to lay this back. <laughs> Absolutely. 
All right. So uh, with that, uh, that is our next scheduled show. And then, of course, uh, things are going to start happening much, much quicker as we get into the month of October and everything starts up. We're hoping to have uh, some more things to reveal, especially when it comes to that new Jumbotron. Or, I'm sorry, center-hung scoreboard. It's like, <laughs> come on, Jumbotron. It's like, dude, do you, does, do people call this, uh, like, I don't know, facial tissue? It's No, everybody just calls it Kleenex. It doesn't matter who makes it. It's true. You know? Or the yellow, the little, they're here, these, these little yellow sticky things. You know, I forget what they're called, you know, like a uh, sticky note or whatever. No, it's a post-it. It's you know, it doesn't matter who makes it, you know. So it's, it's like people just do things because they get paid for it, and it's just really sad. Sure. Oh, AO coming in hot at the end. Thank you Thanks, bud. so much for the donation. We appreciate that. Good show, like always. Dig it. Hey, uh, you know, that jerk, you have a lot to live up to after this one, I'm just saying. We'll see yeah, if jerk, I don't know. See if you can pull it off. <laughs> Cent- no, center hung scoreboard. But yes, that's that's Dactronics. Uh, whatever. Who cares? All right. We got to get out of here. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for checking us out. Uh, somebody post in here if you could what the hell the final score was for the Giants, Dodgers, and Packers, Bears. Okay. <laughs> Good night, everybody.